Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, once again, welcome into the Starcastic Remarks Studios. I am Ryan, this is Starcastic Remarks, the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is the AGR for game number 22 against the Phoenix Coyotes. Stars get the win tonight with a final score of 4-1 to in Louis Erickson's 1,000th career game, 501, which he spent with the Dallas Stars. And uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and bring in Chris and James. Hey, guys. How are y'all doing? GG, boys. Yeah, Call it seven. <laughs> um, before we get any further, I actually forgot. Make sure you use the promo code THPN next time you go and use uh, the DraftKings app. Let's them know that we're the ones that sent you. And, uh, you know, we really do appreciate them uh, supporting us and supporting the networks and everything that we do. We get to do this sort of stuff for free. And... And a little bit on the side as well. So it's very nice for that. Anyways, guys, uh, what, what did y'all think overall uh, for this game tonight? Good? Bad? Ugly? I, yes? I thought it was a great third period, and I thought the other two were okay. And against the Coyotes, that's all you need. <laughs> it's a very uh, hockey game to watch. It's very, like, entertaining for the most part, like, from a skill standpoint for me. Really? I didn't like the first two period. I was pretty bored in the first two periods. <laughs> well, I, I like the play, so I'm weird. Well, there wasn't a lot of defense in that second period. There was a lot of giveaways is what there was. That's true. But the first it, was, it looked like an nice. ECHL game out there during the second period. <laughs> yeah, no wonder. You, it's a good thing you like the Stars, James, if you like defensive right. play, right? So. Yeah, you chose I the right team. Their fault. I think it's their fault I like defensive play. No, no, no. He was born into the correct family, Chris, and he lives oh, in the right Christ. area. That's what it has to be. Yeah, he doesn't so. have a choice. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he has no choice. Anyways, guys, uh, lots of good things to come out of this game. Um, e- even though, you know, the game was boring. That's the perfect word for it, you know, through two the periods. The first two periods were boring. Third period was yeah. great. Loved it. The third period was fun to watch. It was much more fun to watch, and from both standpoints, because uh, both teams were starting to get a little bit more uh, chances through. Um, uh my original thought from this game is the fact that uh, Andrew Rad Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Alexander 
sorry, I have a kid named Andrew in my school uh, who's, uh, yeah, anyways. Sorry, it's late. I'm tired. <laughs> it's been a day. It's been a day, guys. Any, anyway, Alexander Radulov has been uh, fantastic uh, over the past couple of games, and tonight he was arguably one of the best Dallas stars uh, on the ice. What, what did y'all think about the play of Alexander Radulov tonight? Absolutely agree. D- two assists, two primary assists, both off the backhand pass, which were great. Both really good. They made the plays is what both assists did. Uh, and then his defensive play, still, like we've been talking about, Pretty much since the win streak started, his defensive play is the best that he's done as a star, honestly. Like, the back checks that he's had, he had one guy try and do wraparound all the way around the net. Uh, he kept up with him perfectly, kept an arm on him the whole time. Great defensive play. Regilev has looked really good. Unfortunately, he just hasn't put up enough points to pay for his contract, but hopefully this is the start of it. Uh, what did y'all think about that line tonight? Regilev, Ben, and uh, who was the third guy on that line? I forgot. Peterson. Peterson, right, duh. Uh, I mean, that line looked pretty good tonight, and they get, you know, 75% of the offense tonight. Um, is that a line that you keep together for the next game, assuming Raffle comes back and then throw Raffle in the bottom six? Or what, what do y'all think? Well, that was the this was the line last game, too. I mean, Peterson was on that, uh, was on that second unit after they sh- sh- shook things up, and I definitely thought it should have stayed together, and looks like I'm right, so... Yes, absolutely, it should stay together. And, yeah, I think we found the second line. It should be solidified at this point. Definitely like that second line. It's very good. Um, let's go ahead and get into some of the uh, the scoring summary for this game, guys. Um, unfortunately, you know, no goal in the first 75 seconds, so that didn't happen. But it yeah, did Let's take... talk about that real quick. That's ridiculous from the Stars. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it takes us that long to score a goal. Unbelievable. Uh, it took a whole 15 minutes almost. We, we, we need to pull – if you're a season ticket holder, pull your season tickets. Uh, we're going to boycott games from now until we score another one within the first 75 seconds because how, how are we expected to win games when we don't score in the first 75 seconds of the period? It's absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. It's unacceptable. Um, every player should be fired. Which players should stay, Christian? Which, which None players? of them. All of them None are of fired. Them? Even Ottinger? Even Ottinger, especially Ottinger. <laughs> He wasn't even in the game tonight. Yeah, what you, he, <laughs> yeah, he was. He was on the bench. You should have pepped him up and got him going. Ottinger, it's all your fault. Unbelievable. It's all Ottinger's fault. <laughs> Send him back to the AHL. I guess we'll talk about that in a yeah, little well, bit. Well, huh? Yeah, we'll get we'll get there tonight too. Yeah, that's that's a big thing we'll talk about. Anyways, uh, the minute man it takes them fifteen minutes uh, tonight. The fifteen well, okay, minutes. Thirteen thirteen minutes and forty eight seconds to be exact, but close enough. Rope Hintz gets his <laughs> 11th goal of the season from none other than Jason Robertson. It, it wasn't like a great shot, and it probably would have been savable, but who cares? Rope Hintz gets his 11th goal in 11 it games. Good, it was and, a good play. And, it, was past it, the it, was, slot. it was a great play, but what I'm saying is that it was probably a savable shot, I would yeah. think. Yeah, and Hintz yeah. should have made a better shot too, but, you know, it went so, in. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, let's go on a tangent on Rope Hintz again because it seems like Every game we have to talk about this guy just because of – I mean, he has been the most elite forward since November 10th for the Dallas Stars. And this is exactly what we were expecting from him at the beginning of the season. It just took a little longer than we expected. But now he has 11 goals in 22 games, and it looks like he could very easily eclipse uh, the 30-goal mark uh, this season if he continues the way that uh, he does. Does he get actually, 
Does he get to 30 goals? Oh, he's definitely getting 30 goals at least. All My right. question is 40 I, I goals. Uh, really? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the first 11 games of the season, he had zero goals. The next 11 goals of the season, yes. he has had 11 goals. That's you mean crazy. the next 11 games? Yeah, the next 11 games, yeah. he's had 11 goals. Yeah. But James again, knew what I was saying. I'm yeah, talking to yeah. James. I mean, we all knew again. what you were saying. <laughs> I said it on the last podcast, but if we... If he had been scoring at this pace from the first game, he's he's top of the league in goals. He's Rocket Richard. <laughs> yeah, he, no, no, no joke. You're right. You're, you're going for the Rocket Richard Trophy, which is you know the leading goal scorer of the NHL. And I mean, I don't expect him to keep this pace up. I, if he does, uh, great. Uh, eleven goals in eleven games. I don't see. I mean, other than if you're Alexander Ovechkin at 37 years of age or Connor McDavid at 25, but. Um, it's great to see this. I hope he keeps this tear. I just don't. I don't know if he's gonna keep this kind of a pace. Can he keep this kind of a pace? Maybe not as extreme, but yes, maybe somewhere in between. I think if he plays, if he keeps playing like he is now, he's gonna get to fifty. So, I, yeah. I here's what I think. <laughs> I, I definitely think thirty goals is doable for Rope Hints at That's this current done. rate. Yeah, exactly, done. exactly. At this current rate, it's already done. Um, 40 goals, I, I think he probably Likely. could get there. 50 may be a little bit of a stretch for me. Probable. It's probably a little bit of a stretch. Uh, no. James, what do you think? 50 goals? Uh, I'm thinking like right. high 40s. I'm thinking like 48, 49, but it would be awesome to see the 50 on there. That in, I think that would be the Stars' first 50-goal score since Mike Madonna in 96 97 i think something I like know that, that. <laughs> it, he got he got exactly 50 exactly 50 so and I, I don't think anybody scored 50 cents so he would be the first one to make it there and i mean if anybody makes it there it's going to be rope hands it's not going to be uh ben or pavelski or even uh robov so it, it'll be hence he he is the most dynamic player on this dallas stars team right now uh, offensively, especially, but um, anyway, for for let's just talk about the whole first period in general. Absolutely boring, right? Nothing to write home about. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a decent period by the Stars. It's a good road period, but unfortunately, we were at home, <laughs> so I wish we did a little bit better than that. But we kept their chances to a minimum. We had a decent amount of chances. We scored the goal. It's a fine first period. Yeah. I. I- I like it. Like I said before, it's a defensive period. It's to me, it's like how people like NASCAR. They just drive around in circles over and over again. It's They're just... making another left turn. <laughs> yeah, like just more, more and more defensive plays. It was really fun to see for me. Random thought for the night: Can you imagine uh, Daryl Razor Ray commenting on NASCAR driving? Coming up with just some random additives. It'd be a little bit more exciting, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, oh, it'd be very exciting, especially with the razor. Anyways, um, it, I thought the first period was okay. Uh, I didn't really like the way that they played. Now, you talked about it was a perfect road period, Chris. Yeah. The, the benefit of this is that we're, you know, we're going on the road. Great. <laughs> well. There we go. Okay. So, uh, but. Uh, Still, you're at home. You're on a seven-game win streak. I would have liked to see a little bit more from them in the first period. But you know what? Who cares? We, we, we go into the first intermission with a one nothing lead. Um, very early on into the second period, 
Uh, Shane Gothaspear, they know him as Ghost over in Arizona. The former Philadelphia awesome Flyer name. gets his fourth of the year from Clayton Keller and Phil Kessel. And it was a that was a beautiful play by him. It was, it was almost an individual effort. Uh, the, the dangle on Jason Robertson and then the put away. It was absolutely fantastic from uh, Ghost. Yeah, it was good. When I saw it, I went, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah, there's there's different kinds of, like, reactions to good plays. There's the uh, your reaction like that, and then the other reaction I'm thinking of is, like, the Holtby trio of saves. Like, holy freaking crap, how did he do that? How did he do that? And then that reaction to that was like, ooh, oh, okay, that was a good, oh, crap, that's at the back of our net. So, anyways, good play by uh, Shane Gothaspear. Um, and then, again, there's not really much to talk about in the second period until well, we get to the end a- a- after we go through the goal summary. We'll talk about some of the stuff. But yeah, well, generally, overall, I thought it was a better period from the Stars, but I still I still felt like, and I put this on Twitter, I still felt like the Coyotes were the better team in the second period. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was better in the second period. I thought it was, if anything, it was a little bit worse, but... There's just a lot of turnovers. I feel like we had no pressure in that period. It was just blah, blah, blah. I guess I guess that's a good. That's a really good word to use to describe the first two periods. Um. Okay. Um. Going into the third period, about five six minutes in. Uh, looks like Jacob Peterson gets a goal, but. <laughs> It, no. If I've ever if I've ever <laughs> no, seen it, really <laughs> <laughs> it's a wrong sport, Peterson. That that that's soccer. soccer. It was very clearly a uh, a kicking motion, but it was still cool, right? A windmill there. Yeah, it windmill there. While laying cool. sideways. I mean, he should but, have scored off at the first chance. I mean, it was on his it was on his tape, and he was at the top of the crease, like. Yeah, that's right. Like, that's and, and he, he buries too. the exact same shot. <laughs> yeah. In a yeah. couple minutes. Go ahead, uh, Ryan. <laughs> right. And then, exactly. Chris is setting me up nicely here. Uh, Jacob Peterson actually gets the goal this time. With his fourth with his stick, <laughs> his not kicking spot. it. Yeah. His uh, fourth of the season from Radulov, who finally gets another point. We haven't really seen him on the score sheet a lot lately. And Jamie Benn gets an assist on uh, the Jacob Peterson goal. And it, it was a it was a good goal. It was a goal that we kind of expected. We needed something a little bit more greasy, not necessarily, uh, you know, pretty. I, I guess is the word I would use to because obviously the, with the ga- way the game was going with all the turnovers and the fact that the stars weren't really fully skating to their potential, um, it, it was a good goal to get. Yeah, it was crash the net time, and the stars had good pressure in the third period up until that point too, and they were doing the right things. Like you said, we were we were just getting in the zone getting pucks on net because at this point of the game, we did not have enough shots on, uh, on Wedgwood and it is good. I, I don't know if it was by coaching or just the players, but it was good to see them start shooting more in the third period. Cause that's, that's exactly what they needed. And they shot more they crashed the net. They found, found a couple, couple pieces of twine. And uh, I really did do think that, you know, bonus went in there and said something cause, uh, Brian Ray made a good point during the second intermission. It was like they only had 15 shots in two periods on a subpar goaltender. I mean, Wedgwood has been good for the uh, Arizona Coyotes, but, you know, this is not like, a, you know, an Andre Vasilevsky or a Connor Hellebuck or anything like that. This is a guy who was claimed off of waivers, and he, he just happens to be playing really well for yeah. 
uh, a really rough uh, Arizona Coyotes team. It was it was obvious that we had to start shooting, and we did it well. I mean, we put the pressure on, we turned it on like we like a good team should against a bad team, and we we put them away like we needed to. But let's go ahead and finish the goal summary before I get into go it. Off on tangents. <laughs> yep, we'll fi- we'll finish it up real quick. We'll just say both at the same time because they were very similar. Uh, Jamie Ben gets his sixth of the year at fifteen fourteen of the third period from Garyanov. So Garyanov gets play. on the gets on the score sheet, and uh, that's a very good point as well, Chris. It's on the power play, and Ryan Suter very quietly is you know racking up assists and points for us like we were hoping he would. He gets his tenth assist of the year. He has so and, many secondary assists; it's crazy. Like yeah. almost all of them are secondaries. <laughs> hey, you know, I don't really care. It, 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 do Do you make a big, you know? stank about primary assists and secondary assists because some people do no i mean it just i don't i don't notice secondary assists as much so like in, in the back of my mind like there's the point totals which are not true at all but it's what i feel the point totals are and for the <laughs> point totals i feel like Suter is definitely not number five but he is on the team so well i at least it means good things are happening around him when he's on the ice. Yes, yes. Right? He, he, Is that fair to say? That, that's why I'm saying I don't, I don't think it's there's a big – there should be a big delineation for it because he's obviously putting the puck in the right direction to make the play happen. So that's why secondary assist count is points anyway because there's definitely at least some hockey sense that goes into where you should be putting the puck. So, no, it doesn't matter. Um, and then we'll just go ahead and mention the last one, too. Jamie Benn gets his second of the game, seventh of the year from Alexander Radulov. Alexander Radulov gets his second assist, and that uh, peterson radulov Ben line goes off in the third period and allows the Stars to get a 4-1 to lead. I mean, albeit late, but still, it's nice to see a different line uh, get a majority of the offense tonight other than just the uh, – Robo Ruski line, as uh, Razor put it. Nope, Minutemen. Uh, but that's exactly. What <laughs> I, we I were agree. That's about. just what he put it. That's how he said it. But that's exactly what we were talking about uh, at the last podcast too. Is that to get the win streak to become more consistent and us to extend the win streak? It's going to take more than that line, and somebody's going to have to step up eventually. And that is what happened today. I mean, the Minutemen only got the one goal. It was a good goal, but for the rest of the game, they weren't able to bury one. They still had good pressure and stuff, and I think they were still the best line for the Stars, but they weren't able to bury it. But this line steps up. They had the best third period by far for the Stars, and they found a way to put put points on the board, and they get us the win. It wasn't the wasn't the Minutemen tonight, and yeah, we're going to so. need more of that to keep it going even further throughout the season into the playoffs onto the Stanley Cup. So if the first line uh, is don't the count, minute, don't count the chickens until they hatch, Chris. We got to get there first. <laughs> we're second in the hey, division. Hey, we, I'm we, definitely not counting them. Oh well, no. Here's the here's here's the funny thing. We were outside of the playoffs before this game started. We were oh, outside we were? the playoffs. I didn't playoffs. even realize that. Yeah, but yeah, because we because we hadn't played in three days, That's right? So all the teams around it. This central division is. They may not necessarily have the best teams, but it is the by far the most competitive division. Well, that's exactly what we said was going to happen. We were like, we're not going to have the the highest point totals in the league, but they're going to be the closest, and that's exactly what's happening. So we're geniuses. <laughs> sorry, sorry, James, we cut you off before you were about to say something. Okay, so I was going to say, if the first line is the Minutemen, is the second line the 50 Minutemen? Because they only scored in the last 10 minutes. 
That's a little bit of a stretch. That that's Close like dad. Enough. That's like dad joke area, James. That's the point. <laughs> Chris is just like sitting there, just like sh- very very slowly shaking his head back and forth to where you can't even see it. But anyways, guys. Um, Funny. The stars end the night with a final score of four to one as Chris continues to sigh and shake his head in disgust at James at the joke he just made. But anyways, um, three stars of the game for the stars tonight. Jacob Peterson gets the first star of the game for uh, opening up the scoring in the third period. Jamie Benn with two goals and an assist tonight, I believe. Yep, that's correct. Uh, gets the second star, and Braden Holtby, who was very quietly really good tonight. He was he, he was very good, and he gets the third star uh, in tonight's game. He only had to make... Uh, you know, 18. 18 saves on 19 shots, but still, it was he was when he was asked to uh, make a save, he was. So he, good, and he good made for some him. big ones too. He made not, not a lot. He made like one or two big ones, but still, <laughs> yeah, he had a good game. Still, I mean, you definitely have a good game when your save percentage is 9.47. So, football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from the DraftKings Sportsbook and the official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point's been scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If you score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yep. So, you know, that's a good, this is a good segue to get into this, okay? Uh, oh, really interesting news coming out of uh, the Stars Camp today on Twitter this morning. I saw it and I was just like, uh-oh. And it, I don't know uh-oh. if this is a this. It, well, it, I don't it's know if it's a. Uh, let, let let me let me explain. It might be a good uh oh or a bad uh oh, depending on how you look at the stars net right now. Um, so Ben Bishop, who we all know has not played an NHL game since the uh, bubble playoffs in 2020 up in years. Edmonton. It, it's been a while now. Not two um, years. <laughs> year and a half, roughly, a little more than a year and a half. Um. He gets sent down to the AHL for a conditioning stint, which begins on Wednesday. And so he's Ben Bishop will be playing for the Texas Stars over the next week or so, is what they said. Week-ish. Uh, you know, generally when someone goes down to the AHL for a conditioning stint or something like that, that generally means what, Christian? What does it mean? Uh, day's going to play soon. Right. So given that... What is the goaltending crease situation going to look like? It, it, if, assuming Bishop is good to go in a week, 
Yeah, I mean, we I, all know what's going to happen, but is it really going to happen? <laughs> I, I will admit, uh, there is, there is an uh-oh because it gives the chance for management to make a mistake. Uh, <laughs> and we will definitely see what mistake they make probably by the end of next week. Uh, so if Bishop That's comes what I meant. back... That's exactly what I meant by uh-oh, by the way. Yeah, it gives, giving management the chance to make a mistake. So if, if Bishop comes back... That means we're in cap trouble, so we got to get rid of somebody. The obvious answer to who we get rid of is Hudobin. Whether that's trade, maybe we make a Malcolm Subban trade and we trade him for future considerations, which means nothing. Um, that or, player gets traded around quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Or we just wave him and see what happens there. Um, but even then, we're still a couple hundred thousand dollars over the cap. So then you either have to send down uh, Tanner Caro. Uh, you have to send down... Who was the other one? Uh, I think it was Peterson you could send down. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is Ottinger. And most likely they're going to send down Ottinger because if you keep Ottinger, then you're not going to have a backup forward or you're not going to have a backup defenseman. And that is, down a defenseman. that is the big uh-oh that I was talking about because... That just seems like the logical decision to make. It, whether you're a Jim Nell or you're just a, a a super fan of the Stars, looking at their their cap situation. So, uh, is that what we can expect to see from the Stars? Is that the decision they're going to make? That is what I expect because Jim Nell does the most predictable things ever. <laughs> um, not, no, not exactly. He signed Braden Holby, and I didn't see that coming. Well. When it, when it comes to moves like this, I, I yeah. yes, okay, I can get that. Okay, sorry. But what I want to happen is a very rash decision, and probably a horrible decision, really. Uh, and <laughs> that is to trade Holtby and keep Ottinger. So you get rid of <laughs> you get rid of Hudobin. Nope. You trade Holtby no. when his trade value is at his highest to a team that really needs a goalie and who is pushing for a cup, and you get back, I don't know, second rounder and then you ride bishop and ottinger all the all the way uh the the big risk there is that bishop gets injured all the time like we've seen um right. and also we don't know if he's actually good enough to go so yeah again this is all on the precipit the precipitous that it's you know going to happen i know it's a fancy word you should go get it's it a up. word it's a word yeah <laughs> Um, but, um, but again, that's all assuming that, that that's going to happen, that he's going to be healthy. He's going to come back and he's going to play, which, yeah, you know, all stars fans everywhere are saying, nah, he, he's, <laughs> we don't yeah. see it. I don't see it either. Um, but the issue is you have to give him a chance before you can say no. Um, and the only way to forget give him a what chance, this guy can do, we and the forget only way what this guy can do. The only way you can give him a chance is to send down Ottinger. That's the easiest way to give him a chance. Um, the other thing I can see happening is that they do take the risk that no one gets injured and they send down a defenseman or they send down a forward and we just say, hope for the best. <laughs> and we'll see. Uh, that's also not a great decision in the world of COVID and when we're going through a sickness still too because guys could be out for just single games and you're really handicapping yourself for that game if that happens. But uh, I, I hope... 
the probable thing that might happen that I hope happens is that, and that we just roll the dice and hope that people don't get injured or too sick to play. Um, I mean, can can you see and understand why I said this is a good and a bad uh oh? Because it, it's a bad uh, it's a bad uh oh for Ottinger, and and it's yeah. it would really suck for him. He hasn't lost a game yet. And we're talking about him getting sent down to the AHL as a possibility. And that's why I don't think you can send him down until uh, Bishop has actually played a few games, too. Because it's like, if you send him down right now, like, you're killing whatever fire he had. But if you leave him and, like, you scratch Holtby for a game whenever Bishop comes into play and we're trying out Bishop, then at least he's staying in the NHL. I don't know. It's just a weird situation when you literally have four NHL caliber goalies on your roster. Right. Who could have predicted that this would be an issue going into the season? Oh, no, nobody. G.I. I wonder. <laughs> um, so, obviously, they're not, and the other solution they could do is they could just go with the three goaltender set. But That's what I was saying. <laughs> that, but as we've, but you just said for a short term. Yeah. Some some people for have suggested term, this as a long right exactly, and that was what I was going to get into. For a long term solution, this that's not that it's not a solution because if no you're taking goalie... three goalies into the playoffs, you're insane. And when you get into the playoffs, we have to have one guy who is definitely the best, and we ride him. That that's forever the best scenario going into the playoffs. That's how teams win the Stanley Cup: is their goaltender gets hot and they take them all the way to the cup. I mean, that's happened to Vasilevsky the past two seasons. Well, and He's not been... to mention Dobby for us in the yeah, and Dobby bubble for us. playoffs. Exactly. exactly. We didn't win the cup, but that's he was a huge reason why we even made the finals. Yeah, exactly. So, that, so that's that's how playoffs are going to go. So when we get to the final, when we get to the playoffs, we definitely can't have three goalies on the roster. So that's just crazy. And for the entire season, you can't expect not a forward slash defenseman, whatever you take down, to get injured. That's that's pretty crazy. <laughs> It just really sucks because Ottinger has been so great for this Dallas Stars team. And ever since he was called up, I, I, I think it might have been a slight bit of coincidence, but also he's played really well that the Stars just went off. And they've gone off since he's been on the NHL roster. That's so why I'm it, saying it, trade it, Holby. I mean, Holby has been good, especially recently, but he had that stint where he was playing bad. Uh, that was maybe partially due to an injury. Right now he's playing good again. He'll have high trade value on the market because teams. there's a couple teams that are really good with really bad goaltending. You look at Pittsburgh, just a, that's a huge one right there. They they would pay a pretty penny for Holtby. Uh, I still think Edmonton would be Edmonton was another likely. good one. It, it, scary I mean, to give like... to the same conference, though. <laughs> well, Colorado's another one. Again, scary to give it to even the same division. <laughs> that's true. That, that, that's but, a, you know, that is a good point with Colorado because they're on their third-string goaltender right now because Kemper and Francois it, were both out. It's a lot of teams. There's a lot of teams that are really good who are looking to make deep playoff runs who don't have a solid net right now. And, and then he could, over here we have three. <laughs> we have we – have, we're about to have four. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hudobin is still a decent goaltender. His numbers this year aren't terrible. They're not. They're not good, but he's still a, a valid NHL goaltender. So we could definitely get something on the market for for Holby. I I just don't like the idea because uh, oh, it's dangerous. It's a terrible idea. It, it, that that's <laughs> risky and dangerous, and I and I I would hate that. Um, I like I hate 
Ottinger, so, Ottinger going to the AHL more. I I don't. I, I don't, and I hate to say that, but I don't. Hope he's not the future of the team. He has he's on a one year deal. He's not staying next year. That well, that's exactly the point though. Is that if you are gonna go for the Stanley Cup right now, right now, which is what yeah, the Stars are four doing. Four goaltenders, scratch two of them, play who? two of them, flip them out fully each game. <laughs> and if someone and gets they, hurt, they can put... even split the time during the game. Half can play the game one part of the game, and the well, and then the other goaltender can play the other half. Just keep them on the bench. Just, oh, just yeah. take off the the third defensive pairing. Yeah, hey, we saw uh, we saw uh, Hudobin taking uh, you know point shots in practice. He was taking yeah, point make shots. Yeah, make him play he can, forward. He can, yeah, he can play forward. How about that? And just in case, you know, he, yeah. he can play the third period goaltender. Yeah, is that even legal? I don't even think you can do that. I think it is. I that, think you can actually. You know, think about it. That should be fine. Yeah, that should be good. Um, so anyways, so uh, that's a lot of uh talking around the Dallas Stars right now is, you know, what's going to happen with the crease. Uh, I, I still think Ottinger goes to AHL. It sucks for him, but it's the most logical thing to happen if Bishop is ready to go. Because if you want, I mean, do you take Bishop or do you take Ottinger? Ottinger. And we say that because of recency bias, though. You have to remember what uh, Ben Bishop has done for this team. He was a Vesna uh, runner-up, uh, you know, you know, before he got hurt. So I, I know he's been, he's been hurt for a long time and stuff like that, but he's still, he's still, you know, a Vesna caliber goaltender. And, well, we don't uh, know if he is. That's, that's the big question mark is, is yeah, he still it, a Vesna caliber goaltender when he's got the injury? We'll that's see. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, um, anyways, guys, uh, is there anything specific that you guys wanted to talk about in, uh, this game other than just the whole goaltending situation? What's going to happen? Well, one thing we didn't talk about uh, as much as we should have probably is Jamie Benn. His play recently, and especially tonight, has been great. I mean, the past couple of games he's made his presence known just with physicality. He still continues to win an obscene amount of face-offs every single game. <laughs> uh, what, what was he at tonight? Oh, no, he didn't. Tonight he had 36. He sucked. Come on, Jamie, play better, you terrible, <laughs> terrible human. Yeah, fifth, but in, uh, fifth off play, uh, face off percentage in the league. So, yeah, but he's fit. Yeah, like it. That's crazy. I, I meant the earlier games when he didn't score. Y'all knew what I meant. He's fifth in the league on face offs, and he wasn't even a center last year for most of the time. And he finally gets rewarded with two goals today. Hopefully, that can get that line going. That way, we don't have to rely on the Minutemen for all of our goals. <laughs> but yeah, please, no, seriously. Yeah, great play by that line, and hopefully, that'll help us keep our win streak going and gets us to eight against Vegas. So um, the other thing I wanted to look at was for a while, I was really scared that the uh, special teams were going to be an issue uh, in a star's loss tonight, just because, you know, one, we weren't uh, taking advantage of the uh, power play whatsoever. And especially in those first three, they didn't, I mean, the, the third one looked the okay, one but the, the, the first two, I just, did not like the way that they did. And even in the fourth one, I, I understand they were being patient and everything, but they got lucky that it was even a power play goal. It almost wasn't because there was only like three seconds left. It was a good so, power play, though. It was obviously the best one of the night. Yes, but I, I just I, I thought they just suffered from a little bit of overpassitis. Uh, 
on and not just their power play, but just overall on tonight's game. There was just a lot of overpassing and not taking shots. Yeah, so, I'd agree with that, especially with only having 15 shots through two periods. Right. Um, and w- one other thing that I specifically wanted to mention was uh, the amount of turnovers in this game. And, you know, offensive turnovers and defensive turnovers. There were points in the game where we would have a rush going the opposite way. Uh, it'd, it'd be an opportunity for us to get a good scoring chance or score a goal, and then it would just kind of go nowhere. Um, and that was a little bit frustrating for me tonight, and that was especially in the first two periods. And then um, there were just some ill-advised plays in our own defensive zone that when we turned over the puck uh, that wasn't fantastic either. Um, what did y'all think of turnovers in tonight's game? Anything you noticed in particular? Yeah, especially in the second period, it was bad. And uh, also through the neutral zone, too, is what I noticed a lot of. And that's what we've been doing really well recently, has been moving through the neutral zone quickly, and that's how we're getting those rush chances and avoiding the dump-ins and stuff. And that wasn't very good tonight. Even in the third period, we didn't really get it going. We just kind of dumped it in and out-muscled the Coyotes in the third. Uh, I think that's a good reason why the bigger line was scoring goals, too, in the third. Um, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll get that figured out going into the next game. Uh, I think a three-day break starting on a Monday and playing against the worst team in the league had a big effect on stuff like that. Yeah, and, and sometimes when you play games like this against the lower teams, sometimes uh, you play down to their level, if that makes any sense. Yeah, right? and we definitely I mean, that did happens. in the first two we, periods. We, yeah, we definitely did in tonight's game. Um, credit to them in the third period. We turned it on when we had to. We completely destroyed them like we should have all game long and took care of business got the two points and you know the other thing that we didn't notice uh in tonight's game was the fact that we didn't see as many face-off wins as we have in the past and it was a little bit more even than we've seen in the past couple of games and i thought that was a little uh strange especially against a you know not good arizona coyotes team and uh just i mean just to give you the percentages tonight it was 52.7 for the Stars and 47.3 for the uh, for the Arizona Coyotes. So, I mean, that's that's pretty even, which for the Stars, that's not a good thing. 52%, 53%, whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's not what we want, and that's not how we've found a recipe for success against these teams on this win streak. I'm so happy that that's bad, though, because last season we were getting <laughs> we were getting destroyed in the dot. It was 60 to 40, and we were like, we had an okay night on the face-off dot. <laughs> but I'm so happy about the complete turnaround uh, that we've had on the dot. It's been amazing. I love it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, to, to kind of close it up tonight, you know, we complain about all these things, and, you know, the Stars didn't have a fantastic game overall, and, uh, you know, the – Face-offs wasn't great, and, you know, the power play didn't really take advantage as much as we wanted to. We still won the game. And, took and, you care know, of business. Second line we took was care great. Of business. I mean, eight, great. eight in a row, which which ties the franchise record. No, that was at, seven in a row. Well, seven in a row uh, overall, but eight in a row at home. And yeah, that ties yeah, 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 a yeah. franchise record at home. So if we get one more which we're not going to be at home for a while uh, for the rest of the week. Uh, if we get one more, that that becomes the franchise record, which That's is really great. That's one thing we didn't talk about. Tough week coming up for the Stars. Great week for the fans. we got a lot of hockey to watch, but Stars have got to find a way to get out of here with a good amount of points. Hopefully we keep the winning streak going. Not very likely. <laughs> but we'll see. 
so l let's talk about the let's just mention the the upcoming schedule for the Dallas Stars because like we mentioned this is going to be fairly rough for us um, on Wednesday at nine o'clock that's gonna be a late game guys uh, we're in Vegas on Thursday we're against the LA Kings so that's uh, a rare back-to-back -back that we haven't had. Oh, actually, we had the back-to-back -back against Arizona recently. So we had, yeah, we had one. But <laughs> but it but it wasn't like a, a long distance travel or anything like that. Um, and uh, so anyway, we're against LA on Thursday. We're off Friday, and then we turn right around against San Jose on Saturday. All of these games are nine o'clock or later. So uh, we'll be up with you guys. Uh, hopefully, you'll join us then. Um, it, anything to look forward to from those three games, guys? Because, you know, uh, you know, it seemed like at the beginning of the year that the California teams were not going to be all that great. But, I mean, specifically Anaheim has looked really good. And uh, the, the other two, decent, the other two teams, yeah, and the other two teams are doing decent, you know, despite what we were expecting. So this is not going to be an easy road trip for the Dallas Stars. Yeah, they're, they're very beatable teams. They're teams that the Stars, if you just go into it with no surrounding schedule, you think we should win. And hopefully we're, we're going to have to play our best against these teams to win, and we're going to have to do it three times in a row in a very short period of time, and that's what makes it difficult. Yeah, and it, it's going to be it's, – it's not just the week that's going to be hard. In the next, like, two or three <laughs> weeks, we have three back-to-backs. It's the whole so, month, and we talked so, about that last yeah. last game too. This month is going to be the hardest month for the Stars. A lot of away games, a lot of back-to-backs. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, My mantra for the month is minimize damage. Scrape out points. Overtime losses are good. Let's get some points. <laughs> yep, because after this uh, West Coast road trip, the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games are against Central Division opponents, which that seems like a lot kind of clumped in together <laughs> and if if we can keep playing the the way we are we can you know start to gain on minnesota and then maybe push a little bit of distance between us and the rest of the division on the flip side it can also mean the exact opposite where we get pushed down in the division so this upcoming yeah. month for the and dallas stars is very critical for our success uh in the playoffs and that's also something that we haven't mentioned right now there are four people tied for second into the division there are yeah. four teams with 28 points and one with 27. There are five teams in the hunt for two spots right now. And this is probably going to be the month where it's decided, honestly. That's what we thought was going to happen. Yep. The, the Can we bring that back? The uh, What do they used to call the Central Division? The the Death Division or something like that? I'll have to look it up. A couple of years ago, they uh -huh. called it when when all the, the Central Division teams were like the best teams in the NHL. Uh um, but anyways, uh, it's going to be important, guys. So um, anything else? We good? Yeah. We, we had a lot good. of last-minute topics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, and we went on for like another like 10 minutes. So anyways, guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and sign off here tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in on uh, the live stream here tonight or whether you're listening on the podcast side the next morning. We appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you use the promo code THPN once again when you go and use the DraftKings app. Thank you, DraftKings, for sponsoring the Hockey Podcast Network and Starcaster Remarks. We really appreciate it. And uh, James, next game is against Vegas, like we mentioned. It is on TNT, so it's going to be our first uh, showing of Biz Nasty and 
the great one himself, Wayne Gretzky. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, I'm sure this is going to be fun. We'll see how that TNT broadcast goes. We'll pay a lot of attention to intermissions. <laughs> right. Actually, we actually will pay attention. So, um, Anyways, guys, uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you guys have a good and fantastic morning, even, evening, whatever.